0: The Light FM presents Community Spotlight, a program designed to focus on what's important to you in your community. Now, here's Braxton with today's Community Spotlight.
1: And we thank you so much for joining us today on The Light FM. Families are so, so important, right? But today, the family is being attacked left and right. One of the ways that you see the family being attacked a lot in today's culture is through them splitting up. Breaking up, leaving kids uh, without a family in the foster care community, and so that's why we want to highlight fostering the family in Upstate South Carolina. You can find them at fosteringthefamily.org, and we have Kim Trainer and Susan Boyle from Fostering the Family today in community spotlight. Ladies, welcome.
0: Thank you. We're excited to be here.
1: Absolutely. So tell me about that, Kim. What do you see in your in your area in Upstate South Carolina?
0: So, you know, we got into this space um, be- because we heard about hundreds of kids going across county lines with no place to go. Um, there was a lack almost in every single county. Um, we were in South Carolina, but this is really across the whole United States. And so, you know, my, my first thought was, why why are kids in the, in the system at all? And where is the churches, and where are godly families? And so I began asking those questions. And as I was diving into this, um, one of the things that kept popping up is is the question: Was God not calling people to foster and adopt? And that was an honest question, right? And so we, um, you know, began looking into this. and the And the thing that we found is God is indeed calling his people to rise up and care for vulnerable children. But the sad part of that statistic um, and what is happening is that 50% of everyone that is that says, yes, I'm going to foster um, will quit within the first year, never to foster again because of a lack of support. Mm. So that began our journey to go, you know that the child does need felt needs, and there's so many wonderful, wonderful ministries doing that type of um, ministry. But what our ministry wanted to do is go to the local churches and ignite them to come around, foster adoptive kinship families, the families that are already. Um, trying to take care of children. And what we are seeing is an 85 to 90% retention rate at the two-year mark with these families that have that wraparound support. So for us, Braxton, that is like almost 100%. And that's what we feel God is going to do in helping the next generation of children. He's going to use the family to rise up with support, and take care of our our community's children.
1: Amen. That'd be a blessing and an answer to prayer. That'd be incredible to see. And some of those steps that you're talking about, Kim, is exactly what you will will see to help solve the issue. But I think for, you know, Susie, I'll, I'll ask you this. For myself, when I think about solving something, sometimes what inspires me to take that first step is understanding what would happen if I didn't. What would happen? What would be what would be things that we would see uh, in families, in the foster care community, if we don't take those steps?
2: Well, well you know what's really interesting? It's like, it's not what we think. It's actually what we know is happening. And what we know is happening is that when you go to the prisons, that 50% of the prison population has come directly from foster care. And if you go to the streets, 50% of the homeless population has come from foster care. Um, if you are... You know, involved in helping the sex trafficking, which is getting more and more, we find that 60 to 70% of the people that are sex trafficked have also been in the foster care system. Wow. We have an education problem as well 56% of kids only graduate from high school if they've been in foster care, and three from college. So, as you can hear from all of those statistics, If we don't put the love of Jesus around these children when they're in broken homes and try and fix them, then a lot of times they end up on the street because they're vulnerable. And a lot of times they can also age out of the foster care system because being in foster care is hard. And honestly, there's a lot of trauma that happens even in the foster care system while we're trying our best to help them.
1: Yeah. Now. One of the things I think Kim discussed was was linking arms with churches. In what ways do you guys uh, partner with churches to help in this issue? And uh, what would you say to the church body um, about how important this is? You know, you just shared that. But what kind of things might you see uh, if churches could, could join up in, in this mission?
0: So we are a part of a bigger uh, network across the United States um, called More Than Enough. And here's some, you know, we want to be about winning. And, and one of the things that they, um, they are encouraging smaller nonprofits like, like ours that are local to our state is to try to get t- 10% of churches in every county to rise up. And if that number um, can be fulfilled by the year 2030, we would have more than enough, more than enough foster families, more than enough adoptive families, more than enough guardian at lightoms raised, raised up, and also more than enough support around the families to make sure they're being taken care of. And that offshoot is to the children and their care, um, and so we love that, and we—that's what we are going hard after in the counties that we are a part of in South Carolina um, to see that happen. Um, what's a little hard is the church has struggled in you know the last ten to fifteen years. Um, with kind of knowing their place and knowing what can they do. And so one of the things Foster and the Family wants to do is make it easy. We want to be a mentor. We want to be a a bridge, um, be a, a network of community churches working together. And so whatever that church's mission is, we want to come alongside and also let James 127, which is to care for the orphans and the widows, also be a part of that mission according to whatever the heart of that church is so it could be the church really has great small group communities well our care community model is a great avenue for that you could have another church maybe they're older and a lot of empty nesters well could they ha- you know be a uh, like a support parent to a kid aging out that maybe needs to have dinner every now and then, or perhaps a place to to go at the holidays, um, you know. And there can be just different things. It could they could open a closed closet. Um, they could offer a community date night for foster and adoptive kinship families, um, and have a, a, a you know a fun activity at the church for the children. There's a million type of parenting classes that can happen that will help our community know how to parent kids from trauma. Um, trauma situations. So there's really the list could be pretty endless. But what we want to do is ignite the church to see where are you and how can we help you fulfill your mission, but also take care of of the orphan and the widow.
1: Yeah. And I was going to ask, you know, in what ways can churches or other individuals partner with you guys or other organizations that are like you to help the foster care ministry and the community there, even if they can't foster, you kind of gave me the list there. So it's, it's Mm -hmm. evident that there are things that we can be doing that people can be doing today to help the foster care ministries and communities, even if they can't foster. So if someone's in upstate South Carolina and they've caught the vision, uh, how can they get in touch with you? What What are some things right now they can do in your area?
2: Well, they can get in touch with us um, easily by social media. They can, of course, go to our website, Um you know some of the other simpler things that uh, we love that are that we all know that are super important, right? Is they can pray. They can just start simply with praying and see where God is calling them to use their spiritual gifts. You know, we also are a ministry that relies on donations, right? We're a nonprofit, so they could go to our website and donate to us. We would love that. But if they are very connected to their church and they feel that there this would be a great thing to have at their church then they could absolutely contact us and we would love to sit down and talk to them about bringing a foster care advocacy ministry to their church in whatever way they feel called, whether it's through their care communities, whether it's through events, as Kim says, whether it's to fill needs or just to donate and pray. You know, if you like Kim said, have older um, people in your community. Mm -hmm. Um, All of these, we all say in in the foster care community, everybody is called to do something heard of James 127 right to help the orphans and the widows and um, I think our spiritual gifts can be used in whatever way people feel called for this mission and we're pretty excited to get others involved
1: Well I'm excited too to hear what God's going to continue to use you guys for they' in upstate South Carolina that website Susie referenced if you'd like to learn more and donate or connect with them is fosteringthefamily.org that's fosteringthefamily.org. again they are in upstate South Carolina. Ladies, thanks so much for sharing today.
0: Yes, thank you. you so much for having us.
1: You can check out previous episodes of Community Spotlight whenever you'd like at thelightfm.org or at the Lightfm app. Also, special thanks to our sponsor, their Turner Business Appraisers in Matthews, North Carolina. They're making this episode of Community Spotlight possible.
0: We hope you enjoyed today's Community Spotlight covering issues that matter to you in your community. If you have a suggestion for a future program, just call 800-330-9648. That's 800-330-9648. Be sure to join us next week for another Community Spotlight with
2: Braxton on The Light FM.